Hey guys, welcome back to Fiction Fixation. We're your hosts. I'm Courtney. And I'm Rose. And this week we're going to be talking about the 1999 movie Notting Hill starring Julia Roberts and Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant. Is he trash or is he good? I, I don't think he's been canceled. I think he's I think he's fine. Okay, we always have to double check because Gen Z is out here on a fucking snowplow just running over all of our favorites. <laughs> Listen, the only one that I've actually been upset about was Matt Lauer. You know why Matt Lauer hit so hard? It was because we grew up seeing him as kind of one of the only decent men in media. Yes. And he was like a safe place. And then suddenly you're telling us that he's making women uncomfortable and that he, I don't know what he did. Let's, let's throw allegedly in there before we get sued. Oh no. They had him on video, um, like recording. He was making comments about Meredith Vieira and stuff about how like bend over further so I can see down your, um, sweater or like talking about looking up her skirt and her panty. Like, yeah, he was super, super skeevy. Since we are, since we're covering a 1999 movie, I think it's important, even though it doesn't really come into play in this movie, maybe a little bit, but I think it's important to understand that men in this era just went largely unchecked with how they treated people. I think it was because it was chalked up to it like, oh yeah, he's, he's just flirting. Oh, it's just, he doesn't mean anything by it. Right. And now we're like, excuse the fuck out of me. Right. And you know, it's funny because I've known older men who just felt like women these days are extra sensitive. And it's like, no, dude, women were always creeped out by you. It's just that they were creeped out and afraid to speak up. And now they're not afraid mm -hmm. to speak up. And I remember even as like a teenage girl, like in the early 2000s, it was so uncomfortable for me to walk home from school because all these guys would pull up in their car and try to talk to me. And it's like, in what world is that appropriate? Like it's straight done. to jail in 2022. You know what I mean? Like you are literally a sexual predator if you're a grown man pulling up to a 14-year-old girl trying to hit on her. Like you're going to mm -hmm. jail. <laughs> Where's Chris Hansen? Yes. <laughs> so yeah, so Notting Hill um, is a romantic comedy back in the heyday when the rom-coms were hitting. You know, when they were like, just right. I didn't like it. You didn't like it. I don't know what it is, but no, I know what it is. Julia Roberts' character is trash. I oh, fucking hate her a, character. A thousand percent. No. Listen, I hate it when the women are trash in the movies. I would much I rather know. the men be trash. Every once in a while, we do have to walk in the light of the truth. And the truth is that women can be trash occasionally. I know. And you know what? It's... <laughs> Women need to police the women, you know, and right. it's up to us. Um, just like the men need to police their own. We need to police our own. And Julia <laughs> Roberts, you know, what? I'm sure she's lovely, you know, right. in person, in real life. Um, Anna Scott, total trash. Obviously, we will get into why, but I guess you can just buckle up because that's where we're headed. The movie opens with. Hugh Grant at his bookstore, he sells travel books, only books on travel. I still can't wrap my head around the fact that there was once a time where they had specialty stores for very specific things. Obviously, that doesn't really happen these days. Like you go to Target, mm -hmm. they sell everything. But there was a time where you would go to a store that only sold light bulbs. 
<laughs> I think that it's a lot more common in Europe than it is in the United States because you the United States has you know big box stores like Target and Walmart, Costco. Right. Can you imagine though you're you're running errands and you have to go to fifty two different stores? No, I can't. I had to go to three different stores the other day, and I was like, oh, I'm exhausted. I know three different stores, and they're all like right across the road from each other, and I'm like, oh, it's been a day. <laughs> There's a reality to, you know, kind of growing up and being an adult that just is synonymous with like being tired. Like you're just tired all the mm -hmm. time. You can tell that William Thatcher is one of these people. He just looks so tired. He has a, a very tired kind of dead look in his eyes. I don't think he gets a lot of business. Yeah. This lady comes in, you know, she's very pretty. It's Julia Roberts, obviously. Mm -hmm. So... She comes in and she's looking for, you know, a book. She picks one up and he's like, actually, he's like, don't, don't buy that one. That one's truly awful. Let me suggest this other one for you. Could you imagine being that author of that book? You're walking in to just buy your own book and the book, yeah. <laughs> the bookseller is like, oh, that guy's the worst. Like, don't, don't buy that. <laughs> yeah, I, that's something. I would cry. <laughs> Do you notice when she walks in? So Julia Roberts character, her name is Anna Scott. And yes. when she walks in, she is so obviously a famous person who is trying not to get recognized. Mm -hmm. And there's like a vibe that comes with that that makes you stand out like a sore thumb. It's the overly nonchalant vibe. It's like the big glasses kind of trying to hide under a hat, kind of sulking around. Just be a normal human and you're not going to call attention to yourself. So I think Will recognizes her but he's very kind he doesn't call her out on the fact mm -hmm. that she's like this world famous movie star he just helps her find the book that she wants yeah and he wishes her a great day and then he actually goes off to get some coffee and orange juice they turn a corner directly into each other and he spills orange juice all over her white blouse it almost seems like a pitcher of orange juice like it's so much juice just like drenching the front of her body and yeah. First of all, I was like, okay, there's the meet cute that we expect, right? Like not walking in it to is. buy a travel book, but either eating shit out in the street, almost mm -hmm. getting hit by a car or getting mm -hmm. some sort of liquid spilled all over you. Yeah. You know, it has to be one of those. And she got liquid spilled all over her. Actually, mm. I think I would prefer the liquid than eating shit in the street. So He's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And he actually goes to like use like a single napkin to blot up her shirt and it's all over her boobs. And he's just mm -hmm. like blotting. And she's like, please stop. <laughs> like, <laughs> please don't. Yeah. And he's like, you know what? He's like, I live very close. Come over. You know, I'll you can get cleaned up. And she finally takes him up on it. And she's like, fine, where do you live? He's like that blue door right over there. It was wild to me that this world famous movie star who's trying not to get noticed will go into the home of a random guy that she just met a few minutes ago at a bookstore. Listen, I wouldn't even go if I wasn't famous. I know. That's insane to me that she did that. But okay. I mean, it was the 90s. The internet didn't quite exist yet to the level that it is now. So uh -huh. we weren't as aware of all the ways you could get murdered. So I'll give her that. The extent of the internet in 1999 was AOL mm -hmm. and Neopets. So like yeah. <laughs> AOL didn't teach you to be afraid. 
Right. It was like uh, emails and like chat rooms where you Mm -hmm. would talk with other like weirdos and really only like weirdos were online at this point. We were online. Yeah. I mean, I said what I said. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So Anna Scott, this huge movie star, walks into the home of the stranger. She proceeds to change. She she's wearing honestly like it's a pretty cute outfit. Like she changes into like a crop top and these like kind of baggy jeans. And Mm -hmm. it is indistinguishable from like gen z fashion right now you know what i love that gen z is bringing some of the things from the 90s back i just respectfully respectfully Mm -hmm. ask that they leave low-rise jeans in the depths of hell where they belong okay my (laughs) self-esteem can only take so many hits so this encounter is is over it's over pretty quickly Mm -hmm. and honestly she's not super bubbly and kind to him she's kind of annoyed yeah she's annoyed He's being very polite. He's like, can I get you anything to drink? Coffee, tea, whiskey, wine? Can I get you some water? And she's like, no. You know, she's like you said, it's over pretty quickly. She leaves, but she forgot one of her bags. Happenstancely, it was the bag with the books that she bought from his shop. Right. She comes back in and grabs the bag she forgot. And on her way out, they kind of stare at each other. And then she kisses him. And I just, I was like, you know what? It's believable that a woman would like be attracted to the first guy who's decent to her. You know what I mean? That she and would that's be like, on trauma. That's on trauma. And you know, that she would just be like, there's something about him. And it's like, no, he just showed you common decency. Like he didn't come on to her. He the didn't. bar is on the ground. It is so far on the ground. But also, listen, I have to be real with you. I'd kiss him too, given the chance. She kisses him and leaves, right? Mm -hmm. And it just feels like it's weird. Like it happened out of nowhere. They don't even know. She doesn't even know his name. Like it's just strange. Like why does she do this? She's this big movie star. Mm -hmm. But obviously Will is thinking about her nonstop after this moment as anybody would. Yeah. And you know what? Like Will has a roommate. His roommate's name is Max. Mm -hmm. And Max is eccentric. I feel like Max is like what you had coined the Sim character, which is the character that like isn't really a real person and only exists for like drama. Like that's what I think his roommate is. Max, no, Max is like the Sim character of the absent-minded eccentric roommate. You know, here's Will kind of spending the next few days unable to get Anna Scott, the movie star, out of his head when suddenly his roommate brings up like oh yeah she actually called you will was like what she called max says oh you want me to relay all of your messages that's really inconvenient <laughs> for me like yeah that's news to me do you remember landlines with it answering was, machines it was the kind of thing well like and not everyone had an answering machine because an answering machine was a separate device so it was like some people only had a phone and it was a kind of thing to where like if your boyfriend or your ex that you've been dying for them to call you, if they called you and you weren't home, that information is lost to time. Like you will never yeah. know that they called you 47 times. Yeah. And it was a lot easier to like stalk people back in the day, you know? Mm-hmm. Tell us more. <laughs> I was Just a kidding. child. Don't. <laughs> so like it's, I was a child. We cannot hold anything against me. Sometimes I feel like there is a white van parked like, half a mile from your house kind of listening in to our podcast so that they can like swarm in and arrest you for all the crimes you've committed in the 90s 
so I'm pretty sure like the NSA person assigned to me, mm-hmm. um, I'm pretty sure his name is Theodore. I don't have any reason to believe that, but Theodore is what I choose to call him. Anyways, we're best friends. He just doesn't know it. <laughs> so Will obviously is really frustrated with his roommate um, because his roommate doesn't have a phone number for him to call Anna back at. And actually all the roommate remembers is that she's staying at the Ritz in town. Yes. He calls and he's like, hey, I need to speak to Anna Scott. And they're like, oh, no, no, Anna Scott staying here. Right. She's obviously using an alias as like famous people do. And they're like, no, sorry, no, Anna Scott. And then just out of nowhere, Sim's roommate says, try Flintstone. Yeah. He just remembers the name. So that is the name. And he's able to get a hold of her. And Anna Mm -hmm. invites him to her hotel room so will is mm-hmm. like oh i am oh yeah buddy something is happening he picks up some flowers he goes to the hotel and on the elevator he runs into another guy and they start walking in the same direction and it's kind of like what the hell yeah when he gets to the actual room it's full of people it's yeah it's full of people that are just kind of waiting to do like individual interviews with anna Anna apologizes to Will and she says, oh, I'm sorry, I thought this would be over before you got here. And I don't know wh- why she would think that because it seems like it just got started, but okay. Um, yeah. She says, I invited you over here to apologize for the kiss. Yeah, she's like, I, I hope you're okay with it. I hope it's okay. Mm-hmm. Like, really? You couldn't have just told him that on the phone? Could have been a text. No, I couldn't have. Not in the 90s. <laughs> yeah. Like, y- honestly, you didn't have to apologize for it, to right. be completely honest. Especially, like, it's been, like, three days, and now it just seems like maybe you're feeling guilty. Yeah. I feel like this movie would hit so differently if the if the gender roles were reversed and the movie star was the man. Yeah, he was just like, I'm sorry for the kiss. I just lost control because I'm not aware of my emotions. And I'm just like, what's her excuse? <laughs> I don't know. You um, showed me the barest bit of kindness and human decency. And I, I mistook it for sexual attraction. <laughs> yeah, I it happens all the time. Um, <laughs> the barista that knows my order yeah. without me telling him has gotten kissed like 14 times. <laughs> We're in a relationship. Um. So they kind of have a moment because he Mm -hmm. will says something like, this feels like a dream. And Anna is like flirting with him. She's like, well, if it's a dream, what happens next? Yeah. And then her publicist comes in and is like, next. Right. And it's what's funny is that I thought he was just going to have to pretend to be, you know, a journalist to talk to her. But now he needs to talk to all of the people, all of the other actors that were in the movie yes. that he's never watched for a magazine that he doesn't work for. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because he's asking these other actors questions. Like, did you enjoy playing? Do you relate to the role you played? And it's like, no, I was a sociopathic flesh-eating robot. I did not. <laughs> and he asked this little girl, he's like, was this your first film? She's like, Haha. no, it was my 22nd. Yeah. So he's kind of embarrassing himself. And and you know what else? This is wasting the actor's time. You know, like these poor yes. actors have to do, you know, 47 interviews and 
you know, they're being put through the ringer by this random guy that doesn't even work for a real magazine. Honestly, at that point, I would have been like, I have to use the bathroom. And then I would have just Irish goodbye my way right out of that shit. Right. It kind of tells me that Will doesn't have much of a backbone, that he's kind of like Scooby Dude into doing these interviews. Like, dude, just Listen, walk away. We've seen the rest of the movie. We know he has literally freaking zero <laughs> backbone. And anytime he finds it, it takes the slightest amount of pressure for him to just crumble again. Right. Okay. That is fair. That is fair. Yeah, I didn't understand why she had to put him through the circus. But as he's leaving, Anna comes up to him and she invites him to hang out with her. She's like, can you stay and hang out with me? And he says, I can't because it's my sister's birthday party. And he's like, you know what? I'm sure I can get out of it. She's like, no, I'll be your date. She invites herself, which is kind of presumptuous. You know what I mean? How do you know? How do you know it's not like at Funland and, you know, it's not a you can't bring a plus one, you know? Yeah, like, what if we've already reserved a table? Right. Like, um, <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know. It is very presumptuous of her to be like, yeah, I'll just come with you, you know? Not like, okay, can we meet up before or after? Right. Or how about tomorrow? No. All of his family members are fangirling. Except for one who, like, doesn't realize who she is. Like, he knows her name, but he doesn't know her face. And somehow, I don't know if you felt this, but somehow it's more awkward that he doesn't recognize her than it was Mm -hmm. when everybody else was fangirling. And the thing is, she has such a good poker face because he's like, you know, I know a bloke that only makes, you know, six, seven, eight thousand dollars a year from acting. He's like, how much did you make? And she's like, 15 million dollars. Yeah. And he's like, oh, he was assuming that she was like the struggling actor. Can you blame him, though? Like, she came here with Will. Um, So, like, that's not a far leap to make. I guess you're right. And the other thing, too, is the fact that you could have a massive following in one niche and then have a huge population of people that have no freaking idea who you are. Yeah. See, I'm more on Will's sister. Will's sister's name is Honey. I'm more on her side because she obviously doesn't know how to act in mm-hmm. front of famous people she already tells anna like hey we're best friends um <laughs> we're gonna be great together we're gonna be best friends you should marry my brother so we can be sisters yeah this is why it's best that i don't meet famous people because i don't know how to act they seem to have a really good birthday you know like she's having a lot of fun and towards the end of the night they're playing this game Okay, I loved this freaking game. (laughs) So essentially, there is, you know, they have the last brownie for dinner and everyone has to present their argument as to why they deserve it by revealing really tragic backstories. And this is like my dream. Like you cannot overshare around me. I want to know your deepest, darkest, most vulnerable secrets. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, and this one guy who's horrible at his job, you know, stockbroker is like, I'm horrible at my job. Everybody else is getting promoted. I have no life. And they're like, yeah, but you get a really good paycheck. So next. Yeah. And the lady whose house that they're at, she's like, I can't have children um, because I- I'm in this wheelchair. And you know, I can't use my legs anymore. I have to be carried everywhere. And now I can't have a baby. And they're like, mm, wheelchair excuse is getting old. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I know she probably wins every single night. Who ended up winning? 
Will. Okay. So, you know, Will gave his argument and they're like, well, what about Will? They're like, his wife left him. He's not making any money. He has a dead end bookstore job that's going to go under any day now. He's all alone. He right. lives with he lives with crazy Sims roommates, you right. know, like he has nothing going for him. And Anna's like, well, what about me? And they're like, what? You want to be considered for the brownie? She's like, I'd like the opportunity. Yes. <laughs> and so she's like, I've been on a diet every day since I'm night since I was 19. I've had like 10 you know, ex-boyfriends, one of whom who hit me and I have no real friends. Everybody in my life is fake. And they're like, mm, nice try. <laughs> <laughs> Not traumatic enough. No, that was awesome. I also felt like it was a crash course in like getting to know each other because didn't we say this once that it would be so awesome if like you, you could start a relationship just like with your red flags yeah, just lead with your trauma. Yeah. You know? Lead with your it's trauma. It's somebody's jam. It's someone's jam. And I feel like it's my jam. Like, I was really digging it. <laughs> yeah, so Will walks Anna home after this, mm -hmm. you know, night with his family. He walks her to her hotel. And mm -hmm. on the way there, they end up having, like, this little, I don't know, impromptu criminal session. Yeah. So she's like, oh my God, what's behind these gates? And he's like, oh, it's a garden, like a secret garden. And she's like, let's go for a walk in it. And he's like, oh, um, it's only for the people who live on the other side of the gate. Mm -hmm. And she's like, that's going to stop us. I don't think so. I'm Anna fucking Scott. I can go wherever I want. And so she tries to climb the fence and he's like, nope, too hard. We must leave. And she's like, uh, stand back. Mm -hmm. She climbs the fence like it's nothing. She does. And then he climbs the fence and I don't know. It's, pulls a hamstring. He pulls, like yeah, yeah. His age is showing. No, it's a huge green space and it's very romantic. It almost feels like they're in the middle of like a forest. Mm -hmm. And I find green spaces so romantic. I don't know why I'm like very much like a greenery, like plants person. And I find it so romantic. Yeah. So they start, you know, like seeing each other, I guess, while she's filming or doing whatever she's doing in London. They start seeing each other, you know, and we get a montage, which we love, yeah. of, you know, <laughs> them hanging out and them like kind of being all coupley. And they're at a restaurant, okay? Um, you know, they're enjoying their dinner, but then there's this group of guys behind the wall. So they're in a booth and there's like a tall wall mm -hmm. at Anna's back. And behind that wall, there's this group of like five or six guys that are just talking hella trash about Anna, about how actress in most languages is also the word for prostitutes. And they're like, oh, yeah, you know, Anna likes it dirty. Like just saying horrible things about her, like sexualizing the shit out of her. Yeah. And you can imagine this happens all the time. Right. And I guess to a certain extent, they're entitled to it. Right. Like people are entitled to their opinions, no matter how shitty it is. But I don't think they imagined that the person they're talking about is sitting right there in the next table. And there's something mm -hmm. so poetic about people being held accountable for the words that come out of their mouth. Because when you're when you're yeah. around your dirtbag friends and they're like chuckling at the really sexist things you're saying, there's no accountability there. But when the woman, the very famous woman that you know, like looks you in the eye, all mm -hmm. of a sudden your balls 
you know, shrink up. Shrivel up into raisins. Right. But it's actually Will that confronts them first. Yeah. Will, he tells Anna, he's like, I'm sorry, I can't let this continue. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, William. I know. I see a little bit of a backbone. It's like a shrimp tail, but still. And he goes up and he's like, you guys should stop that. What you're saying is not okay. This is despicable. The guys are just going to like, get out of here. And Will is like, no, this is a real person you're talking about. And yeah, he starts to leave with Anna and Anna's like, you know what? No, she turns around. She walks right up to that table. And the guys are just like their jaw drops. Like they can't believe that she's there and she heard them. And she's like, I'm sure, you know, you and your guys' peanut-sized dicks are enjoying your conversation. You know, enjoy your meals. The tuna's fabulous. And then she just leaves after she calls them all small dicks. Right. I love her reaction because, you know, she's not sobbing. She's not asking for their empathy, which they obviously have none. She makes them feel as small as they try to make her feel. I've noticed that when you make people explain themselves... Or like when you like call people out on their bullshit, it has such an impact. Mm -hmm. Like I just saw the other day that four seconds of silence has the same effect as rejection. So you don't even have to say anything. If somebody's being an asshole to you or if someone's being horrible and you just stare at them in silence for four seconds, they take it as like you challenging them. So yeah, it was nice to see Will like standing up for her and Mm -hmm. stuff. And so he walks her, you know, back to her hotel. And this time she actually Mm -hmm. invites him up. She says, give me five minutes. He gives her five minutes. He goes up. You can tell he has a little, he has a little pep in his step because he knows Mm -hmm. he's getting ready to go in there and dick her down, you know? And she answers the door and she's like, you need to leave. Yes. Oh my God. The mood changes so quickly. And Mm. then Will hears a voice coming from inside the room. And there's another man there who just happens to be Alec Baldwin. Yes. It just happens to be Alec Baldwin who uh, plays the character of Anna's boyfriend. So Anna's boyfriend is in the room and Anna is caught red-handed talking to this man who is Will at the doorway. And so she lies no, he lies. Will lies for her. She's like, my boyfriend's here. I didn't, he shouldn't be here. He flew in from America. And Will's just like, what the fuck? Right. And Alec, his name's Jeff. Jeff, mm-hmm. Jeff, the boyfriend, sees him in the doorway and goes, hey, who are you? And he's like, uh, room service. There's this very unfairly humiliating moment where Will has to pretend that he is room service coming to take Anna's order and the boyfriend's yeah. like, oh, can you pick up these dishes on your way out? And Anna's like, oh, no, no, he doesn't have to do that. And then the boyfriend grabs Anna and starts making out with her in front of Will. And I'm like, Will, have some self-respect, my dude, and walk the fuck away. Yeah. Boyfriend gives Will like a 20 or something and is like, thanks for all your help, man. So the boyfriend is not rude. Like he's not. He's very, he seems very nice. He seems pleasant to at least a stranger the only red flag is that he tells Anna like oh don't order too much room service you know I don't I don't want you to to you know thicken up yeah so I'm like uh he said yeah don't don't order too much I don't want to be you know that award-winning actor with the big fat girlfriend uh-huh yeah I don't immediately like no. it. 
You know what? But honestly, Anna Scott's character deserves Jeff. She deserves boyfriend Jeff because she's trash too. Right. You were inviting a guy up to your hotel room when you had a whole ass boyfriend. Come on, dude. And she's been leading Will on because they've been dating now for probably over a week. So poor Will is it's obviously heartbroken like he has to take a bus home and the bus has her face on it you know because she's so famous and he has to go home and he watches her movies and he even opens up to his dumbass roommate he basically talks about how heartbroken he is and what I don't understand is like why he even wants to be with her absolutely not anyways so he goes over will goes over to his friend's house and kind of just like tells the whole story and what happened and they're like oh man That sucks. And then, you know, they proceed to get a series of blind dates for him. Yeah. So we get another montage where Will is set up with several women. And at first, they're really weird dates. It's almost like they rounded up the weirdest Mm -hmm. women they could find. They seem to all be women that his friends work with. One of them is like crazy. She's like, let's get drunkish. Let's get sloshed. (laughs) And then another one's a fruititarian or she believes everything is living and has feelings and that Mm -hmm. she only eats things that naturally fall off the plant. Okay. I mean, like, you know, I saw a video on TikTok that fucking traumatized me. It shows a plant breathing and it looks like a little mouth opening and closing. What plant breathes? All plants breathe, Courtney. They take in the CO2 and turn it into oxygen. How do you think they take it in? Their little Osmosis. No, their cells open. They convert uh, sunlight to energy through osmosis, but they actually breathe in like their cells like open and close, open and close. Uh, Yes. Why are you ruining food for me? Num, 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 num. You know what? This is exactly what my eating disorder needs. But you know what? The last person that they hook him up with, she seems pretty decent. Like she's cute. She's normal. She's fine. Mm -hmm. And he's not into it because he's just still stuck on Anna. No. And he even says like, she's perfect. Mm -hmm. Just, I I don't know. And they're like, are you still hung up on Anna? And he's like, no, absolutely not. (laughs) It's funny because he talks about how he has had such a bad luck in his dating life and how, you know, he falls in love with women that like ultimately leave him. And I'm just like, Okay, could there be a pattern here? Could you be the common denominator? Which honestly, I refuse to believe because Will seems amazing. Courtney, people don't find themselves like respectfully, respectfully to anyone listening. People don't find themselves consistently in terrible relationships. Those are choices we are making. And listen, we've all made them. But if we continue to make the choices, we can't continue to be surprised at like the results. I'm just saying that I don't think Will is the problem. I think it's the women he's choosing to date that are the problem. I think his choices are the problem. His choices are the problem. He is not the problem. Your choice, you are your choices. Are we? Okay, listen, moving on. Will is is espresso depresso. He's very, very sad. And just when you think that he might be able to like kind of heal and move on from this, Anna Scott, the movie star, as I like to call her, she Mm -hmm. shows up at his house. Yeah. Um, He just like opens the door and she's there crying and she's like, can I come in, please? And of course, Will's like, yeah, absolutely. Come in. 
At this point, it's been months since she has seen him, but she says that there are pictures circulating of her. I, apparently uh-huh. it was like a photo shoot she did before she was famous and someone was filming the photo shoot. So it looks like some sort of porn shoot because they're filming her in her underwear uh-huh. getting undressed. Yeah. And she's like, the pictures are also terrible. They're old. It was years ago. They're grainy. So like, not only are they compromising pictures of her, they're also bad compromising pictures of her. The worst. Yeah. And she's like, can I stay here? Like the paparazzi is swarming the hotel. Can I stay here? Right. She says, I didn't know where to go. And I'm just like, okay, is this not a red flag that this beautiful, famous woman has nowhere else to go, but like this situation ship that she had for a little bit? It, it's kind of a red flag, but I feel like it's a red flag that a lot of famous people probably find themselves in, you know? I mean, that's terrible though, to literally have all the money in the world, all the fame in the world and have no one you can turn to when things go bad. What? I don't know. Anna stays over with Will and he actually like offers her a bath, um, which is kind of interrupted by his roommate walking in on her. She's pretty chill when he does it though. Yeah. And how did Will not see this coming? This is why like the roommate only exists to cause drama because he literally disappears for like a Mm -hmm. long section of the movie and he only shows up when drama is needed but um you know they get to talk so will and anna get to talk and she does apologize to him for having a whole ass boyfriend that she forgot Mm -hmm. to mention well she's she implies that they're broken up um will ask anna like how's your boyfriend and she's like i don't know she's like it just got to the point where i couldn't remember all the reasons we were together So she insinuates that they're broken up. Yeah, I'm sorry. We are past insinuations here. Like, I need you to Mm -hmm. speak up, ma'am, because you tend to leave things out. You know, I need, I need, but he's, he's okay. How many follow-up questions does Will ask? Zero. Absolutely zero. He's like, all right, good (laughs) enough for me. No follow-up questions. They do have this like kind of nice, relaxing day together. They're kind of comfy. He helps her run through lines. And mm-hmm. the, the roommate is very surprisingly a non-issue for, for what seems to be most of the day. Yeah. And then Anna sneaks into Will's room in the middle of the night and they end up sleeping together. Obviously, this is a 90s movie. They kiss and it kind of fades to black and they wake up. And it's always like this kind of super clean, romantic like scene on white sheets. And I'm like... I call cap that all these men have white sheets and white comforters and white pillowcases. Like, you know, it's slate gray for every dude that was ever born. You know My I mean? sheets are slate gray. <laughs> <laughs> I think slate gray and black is very like bachelor. But why would dudes want black? That shows a lot, you know? Because yeah. they like, don't think about it. Think That's why. Because if they had a woman yeah. in the house, she would be like, absolutely not. We're not having black sheets. But a dude is like, that looks cool and sophisticated. I want that. You know what? If your thread count is lower than my credit score, I don't want it. Okay? <laughs> I have standards. Courtney, I'm going to tell you, that sounds really bad for your credit score. Because what's a good thread count? Like 130? No. Really? Really? What's a good thread count? really fancy like when you go to like really fancy hotels and stuff and they have those nice sheets those are like thousand thread counts oh wow okay all right so that checks out my apologies so anna wakes up the next morning and of course she's wrapped up in the white sheet you know just standard next day vibes 
didn't he have like a twin size bed they're like foot to head <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah um so they're kind of like having breakfast and having this cute kind of like mm-hmm. coupley moment and then someone rings the doorbell yeah um and she's like oh she's like you get the door i'll get the jam Right. Um, which I'm honestly kind of confused on the difference between jelly, jam, and preserves, but that's another story. Well, ask my six-year-old because he always asks, is this jelly or jam? Because he refuses to eat jam. So he knows the difference somehow at six years old. He's more sophisticated than us. You know what? Have him call me when he gets out of school today and I'll <laughs> ask him. I'll be like, <laughs> my dude, explain to me these differences. Educate me. <laughs> Anyways. Um, but so he goes and he gets the door and he, first of all, he's in a t-shirt and like boxers. Right. Cause he's, he's at home. He's casual. Yeah. He opens the door and it's just paparazzi, hundreds of paparazzi. It's an insane amount. Obviously they all have cameras out and the bulbs are flashing cause they're taking pictures and they're all screaming at the same time. And I just want to say not even in Britney Spears's crazy heyday did I see that many paparazzi like storming someone. And so I just kind of, it's hard for me to believe that in Notting Hill, UK, you know, kind of this small town that there would be so many paparazzi, but whatever. You know, I agree, <laughs> um, but we're going to movie magic. We're going to let it go. We're suspending a lot of disbelief here. We do it often. Um, we're almost convincing ourselves that it's true, but... <laughs> We gaslight ourselves on this yeah. podcast. <laughs> um, it's fine. It's healthy. Um, so he slams the door and he's kind of speechless. Like his right. his mouth is not mouthing. Right. He's in shock. And so Anna comes up and I don't know why she thinks this is a good idea. But when she sees his shocked face, she's like, oh, my God, who is it? Like, I want to I want the tea. I want to know why you're so shocked. Yeah, she thinks it's like a surprise. She's like, oh, my God, you're planning something, aren't you? Um, somebody's a narcissist, but anyways, <laughs> she goes and she opens the door. She sees the paparazzi and she slams it and then starts freaking out on him. Right. Well, at this point, right, let's remember the whole reason she was hiding out at his place is because there's this huge controversy going on with her and like half naked pictures and a and mm-hmm. a video that looks like a porno. So her image is already like overly sexualized in the media. Mm-hmm. And now they have pictures of a man in boxers and then her wearing one of his shirts, which is like And probably that's it. It's the rom com metaphor for we did it, right? He wasn't even wearing that dress shirt the day before, though. It's always the same one. Oh, my God. I have a theory that in all the rom-coms, the girls the next morning are wearing the exact same dress shirt. They, like, pass it on from movie to movie. It's just a Hollywood secret. <laughs> it's we so crack crusty. the code. We're on to you. <laughs> it's like if you take that shirt and you, like, try to put it in the in the dryer, it will catch fire. Because it's like... You, you can crack it in half on a table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so Anna does freak out on Will because Mm -hmm. I guess her point of view is like, how do they know I'm here? And the answer is pretty obvious. Like Will's roommate saw her in the bath. She even says, she's like, she's like, yeah, she's like, your roommate should buy you dinner. You know, he probably got a lot of money if he knew how to finagle the right price out of the situation. Her tone is so accusatory. She is accusing him of benefiting from you know kind of their relationship being leaked when he had nothing to do with it yeah well and then also she has the audacity to yell at him she's like you had to answer the door in your underwear like an idiot she answered the door right 
in a t-shirt in a dress shirt like an right. idiot she should know better i have to say i mean it's hard to not like her when you're looking at her because she's julia roberts and she's beautiful and charismatic but the second she's not right in front of your face you're like you know what anna's a bitch like i don't she like is her. a bitch <laughs> and you know she calls her agent and her team comes and gets her. They sweep her out of there and back to the hotel or whatnot, and then back to America. What's interesting is that Will doesn't understand what the big deal is. He's like, mm -hmm. okay, fine. They got pictures of us. Like the news changes, you know? And she says something that's the most pre-internet thing I've ever heard. She says, newspapers are forever. I will regret this forever. Yeah. And then he says something really sweet after that. And he goes, you know what, if it's all the same to you, um, I don't think I will regret it. I think that, you know, I don't regret anything about what happened. So. Right. But once again, this is her just like rejecting him again. You know, like she's saying, I regret this happened now that everyone knows. So like, what does that imply that she's embarrassed of him? It does imply that she's embarrassed of him. And that seems to be something that she keeps going back to. You're just a dude. I'm fucking Anna Scott. You know, like right. her general personality is trash. A little bit of time goes by and people are recognizing Will out in town. I mean, it's a small uh -huh. town and they're like, hey, there's the guy that slept with Anna Scott. So uh -huh. um, she wasn't wrong. You know, he is getting some clout out of this. He is getting some clout out of it. And then it shows kind of like a time-lapse montage. And he's doing the thing that very few men can pull off. It's the blazer over the shoulder, just carrying it by one finger. Like some people just look so pretentious doing it. And it looks like that's his natural state. Yeah. He came out of the womb like that. He came out of the womb in a dress <laughs> shirt, slacks, carrying right. a blazer over his shoulder. You totally. Know? Yeah. Very few men can pull it off. And Hugh Grant does it well. He does. Will's sister somehow... This is pre-internet, but she somehow finds Anna's agent's number. Yeah. So, honey, Will's sister, she she's really the way excited. You said her name, honey, honey, <laughs> honey. Um, honey comes over and she's like, "Will, I have a surprise for you." And he's like, "Okay, what's up?" And she's like, "Here's the number of Anna's agent in London and New York. She's in town. You can call. You can contact her. You can stop being this sad, sad." This espresso depresso moping around. Yeah. And Will throws it away. Then he finds out that she's filming in town. Right. So like a fangirl, Will goes and he kind of crashes her set to watch her film. She invites him to stay on set. And one of like the producers or somebody in production's like, come on, you know, they'll get you a headset. You can listen in on the dialogue or watch them film until she's done. He ends up overhearing a conversation where one of Anna's co-workers asks like hey who's that guy Anna's co-star in the movie is like who's that guy she's like uh just some guy from the past I don't know why he's here it's kind of awkward actually can you imagine the rejection like I would never I could never come back from that the fact that she she doesn't know he's listening but the fact that she even said it is so gross to me like it just shows the kind of person she is it absolutely does and Will actually has the self-respect to leave right we uh, once again we see a little bit of his backbone it's tiny but it's obviously there yeah we see it he leaves um and then she shows up at his bookstore later she's like hey you, you didn't stick around and he's like well i am just some guy from your past 
Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And not only that, he kind of formally breaks up with her. Yeah. He's like, you know what? Like you are who you are. And I'm just a travel bookstore owner in Notting Hill. And then Anna says something that I have heard so many times and I had no idea that it came from this movie. Anna says, I'm just a girl standing in front of a boy asking him to love her. And I thought that was really sweet, but also Anna is trash. So, you know. And he turns her down again. He's like, no, it's like a firm. Go back to your life, Anna. He's like, I said what I said. (laughs) And she's like, oh, she's like, so it's a no, no. And then she leaves. This has happened a couple of times in the movie, but I didn't notice it until now. The fact that every time Will needs to make a decision, it's suddenly like a round table discussion with he his whole family. He has to form the committee. It's, I mean, to me, that's a red flag. Like you're a grown man and you can't make a decision about your life without having mm-hmm. everyone vote on it. It It's pretty weird. His family is like, it's done, let her go. And it's his roommate that comes in and he's, he's like, are you crazy? Anna Scott wants to be with you and you're turning her down. So his roommate is actually the, the voice of reason here. Uh, no, he's the voice of unreasonable. Because... I know. I mean, as far as the plot is concerned, right? Because they want us to want them together. Yes. But in reality, his family sees how toxic she is. And they're just like, honey, like it was a fling. Let it go. But then Will's like, hey, hey, roommate, how fast is your car? They pile six people in a station wagon, break several traffic laws, <laughs> drive on yeah. the sidewalk to go get to this press conference. Right. You know, the roommate actually gets out at one point to direct traffic and stop it so they can get through an intersection. Roommate is going to town for his bro, and I love right. it. He really is. Um, Will gets to the press conference. Obviously, there's a bunch of uh, reporters Reporters are asking her questions and someone asked her, what happened with that guy that you were photographed with? They're referring to Will. Yeah. And she said that she had hoped there would be something, but she's been assured that they're, whatever they had is over and that mm-hmm. he's just a friend. Right. And so Will steps in and he asks a question. He raises his hands and he asks are there any circumstances in which you and him would be more than just friends? And she says that she's been assured that that's not a possibility. She had hoped, but it's not possible anymore. He's like, is there any, you know, what if this dude, if he got down on his knees and begged for you to take him back? Right. Which first of all, like she should be the one begging, not him. I know. He is a cute little cinnamon roll. I know. And she's a shark. And she has rejected him multiple times and he rejected her like what one time and now he's like publicly begging her. So we're not about it. She says that, yes, she believes that she would there. There would be more between them if that happened. And then she leans over and whispers in like her agent's ear or her publicist's ear. And then she's like, I will be staying in England indefinitely. The, the kind of the crowd goes wild because it's implying that she's retiring. Her agent kind of does this spill where he says that she's taking a break kind of indefinitely. She has movies coming out, so she's going to be going to those premieres, but she won't be like pursuing acting. And I don't know, is this the most romantic ending they could think of that like this successful woman is giving up her career for a super mediocre guy? You know, I, I don't know. 
<laughs> like uh, it's hard for me to find a romantic ending to a movie when I have such a loathing for one of the characters because I don't think Anna Scott's character deserved a happy ending. Will she deserved a happy ending, but not with Will. Will deserves so much better than her. And so, like he said, like at this point, I guess not even so much better necessarily, but someone on his level because she's a shark, like you said, and he's like a little like lamb. And it just, I don't get it. But we get a montage of their wedding and them going to like film premieres together. Mm -hmm. And so it's just kind of implied that they live happily ever after. And we have to believe it because it was shown to us. So who are we to question? What is shown to us? You know what? Like, if Will wanted to make this bad decision for his life, that's fine. We support all bad decisions. <laughs> we support all bad decisions. And honestly, I love Will's character so much that, like, yeah. I guess if this is what you want, you can have it. Take your trash. You know what I needed from Will, though? I needed a secret from him, like some sort of dark edge to him, you know? Like maybe he like killed someone in an accident and the body is like buried under his shop and that's why he can't go out of business. His bookstore is actually a front for money laundering. Girl, you know how I love white collar criminals. They're the cutest. They are. <laughs> the audacity. <laughs> the audacity of the writers and director and producers of Notting Hill to not give Will some salacious backstory. I know. We want it more. We want more. I would like a remake. Yeah. Well, I just love how we are so passionate about rallying for causes that don't help anyone and don't make anything better. It, you know what? I, I'll die on myself. <laughs> One of many. Yeah. Um, well, you know, that's where the movie leaves us. Um, kind of disappointed. I feel like Anna is going to chew Will up and spit him out. And I hope he did not get a prenup. He is going to be her forever punching bag. Something goes wrong. It's Will's fault. All right, guys. Uh, so our teapot is empty for today because we spilt it all over Anna because we don't like her. <laughs> don't worry. More is bringing it on the way. We'll be back next week with another episode. We'll see you next time. Bye.